Hello and welcome to episode something or other. What is this? Thirteen? I'm I'm I am not sure at all. Uh, you have some kind of a weird count that started before me that I don't. Is it five for me? Four? Five? Eight? For, there's there's no for you. You are now a part of pretentious podcast forever. If it were me, I would just erase the previous. Welcome to start start from now. Welcome to episode thirteen of the pretentious podcast recorded mm-hmm. on the 13th of October 2017 horrible and today we are going to basically the entire show is going to be all about the situation that you are living right now mm-hmm. um, another reason we're doing it is because um, you and I were talking about the news um, where I am right now your your situation will be shown as a clip instead of a main topic. In is that true? Is yeah, that, it it but, is, and it's sad that 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 happens. There is there is depending on where you are, is how much news you'll get from that particular event that you're living through right now, which is the fires in Sonoma and the fires in California, and uh, Santa Rosa fire, the Santa Rosa area. And mm-hmm. um, um, tell me a little bit about what you're going through at the present moment. You're at the present moment, um, like as of right now, yeah. as it's it's so far so good. Um, there is last I heard, there's two like major fires. There's the nuns fire and the tubs fire. The I don't know, I can't recall off the top of my head. One of them is at they think twelve percent containment right now. And the other one is at 3% containment, but they're expecting heavy winds this weekend, so... It could all pick up again. It could all pick up again. Um, Right now, for us, the major concern is the air quality, which isn't, you know, you don't really think that's a big deal, but it is. Like, Like, our house smells like, it's like there's smoke in the house, and the surrounding areas are just covered in smoke but it's for some people you know i live in santa rosa i talk about santa rosa on the show all the time santa Rosa, you know the twizzlers port i talk about santa rosa all the time mm-hmm. and it's you know it's where i was raised it's not where i live it is my home um and there are areas of santa rosa that are just gone there are portions that there's just there's nothing there it's just gone and it's, uh, uh, I just, I want to say this, like when you, when you see a disaster and you see it on TV or you see it on whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't seem real right. because it's not directly happening to you. But this, you know, this is a very real situation and this is a very real thing. And I think that I want, you know, I want to tell everybody that just don't ever take anything for granted. Don't take your safety for granted. Don't take anything for granted. Always, always be prepared. We always expected that something would happen, but that it would be an earthquake. And we knew that there was a potential for a wildfire because they have happened in California before. But being that we are like, there is a lot of rural Santa Rosa where we live in Rincon Valley, that's um, that's our neighborhood is Rincon Valley, where you know we're surrounded by hills and mountains. So we did right. realize there was a potential for a wildfire, but I just 
I want everybody to know that these things are real and that they can happen. And the best thing you can do is just be prepared. I wish that we were prepared. We got evacuated out of our house. We are technically in a mandatory evacuation zone right now. We, I feel as if I'm using, you know, my eyes and my ears and my nose to keep a track of what is actually happening. And I don't, you were working on shifts. You said you were sleeping in shifts and keeping a, keeping a watch, and it's your turn. We're sleeping right on shifts. Right. Um, the wife and I were just we're rotating, you know, a few hours each, just uh, keeping an eye on the mountains because it could it could all start up again. Um, You're but very just very dry and uh, low humidity as well it, out there, right? Yeah, this is um, well. This is, you know, the golden state. It's yeah. golden. Uh, everywhere you go is dried golden grass. And it's uh, just, if you're listening to this and you think to yourself, this can't happen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is me. I talk to you guys every week. This is me. You know I'm a real person. And it's happening to me. So just, it could happen to you. Be ready. Get ready at all times. Have have something packed that you can take with you just in case when it started when it started it Let's, just, yeah it, i wanted it to came ask out you, of how did that happen it came out of nowhere right and this is going to sound silly but we had bags packed for like the apocalypse you know for example the zombie apocalypse or things like that like these theoretical apocalypses yeah but be ready you know, be vigilant, have water on hand, have food on hand, have a chest that you can just take with you when it's time to go, because we're running out the door with bags of apples and bottled water and just, you know, whatever like we can get our, whatever we can grab. You're in a hurry and, to do it too. So you're really not thinking what you're going to need, right? Like I, I ran out the door with, you know, my laundry basket. Cause it's like, you don't just keep, keep things, keep like changes of clothes packed. Just keep emergency clothes packed keep boots packed keep all that stuff just Mm -hmm. somewhere i just what i'm saying is you never know what's going to happen yeah you never know and be be ready you know be ready just just in case your life could change on a dime just change on the drop of a dime yeah you know this is me i talk to you guys every week and I never thought it would be me, but it can be, it's me. It could be you. It could be anybody. Just, in your 40 something years in, in the area that you live in, have you ever experienced anything close to this or ever had the fear of this before fire? Not, not earthquake wise, but just fire. There was a fire in the eighties mm-hmm. that reached the hills on the other side of our valley. Yeah. And you know, I was younger and I, you know, I thought it was interesting and we were ready to go, but I didn't realize the magnitude because now that i look at the hill and i remember where the fires were i go that was pretty close (laughs) and if it were happening now we would be leaving for sure but at the time i'm just like whoa look the hills are on fire you know this is something that i'm gonna like we we do always face this risk and it has nothing like this nothing like this i think when this is all told this is going to be the I think this is going to be the second biggest fire in the history of the country. Like it's already at the point where it's the third and it's not, it's only slightly contained. I think like outside of the, yeah, it's still going outside of the Chicago fires. This is going to be the, uh, 
the worst. They're thirty thousand acres by now, or from what I read in the paper, it was at sixty four. But Jeez. this Double. is all just whatever. Nobody knows. Nobody knows yet anything. Right. When you bad. sent that Voxer, you said that you had woken up. Um, uh, oh, my panicked vo- Voxer? Uh, and that's fine. I understand it. I mean, we prayed our asses off for you. But uh, you you said the you woke up and you looked outside and you said it was exactly like being in hell because you were looking all over the place and all you could see was black, red lines, um, ash and smoke. And that was it. And you just, freaked. it was like a volcano went off. It right. was the best analogy I can make. Like I said, we're, we're surrounded by these, I don't know. They're very large Hills or very small mountains. I don't mm-hmm. know which, you know, which they are, but they, they surround us. And, the one that we see out the back fence of my house was it it was like a volcano it was mm-hmm. like it was red with with fire there the flames were it's hard to judge the height because it you know it is a distance away but it it you know it was at least 30 feet flames at least uh and wow they were spewing debris in the air there were like things falling all over the place and like there were big not big chunks of things but chunks of things yeah. falling just if the the fire was really barreling down on us it, it's it sincerely was barreling down on us and if the wind didn't shift directions that would have been it for us that would have been it we were very fortunate and it shifted toward a wooded area there yeah. were a few homes there but it shifted that way away from the major where we live is on the outskirts of Santa Rosa we are just about as far as you can get and still be in Santa Rosa Mm -hmm. and the the wind shifted away out of like out of our direction if it if it wouldn't have um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. When we left, we the police came door to door. They they were going door to door. They were going down the street with loudspeakers telling everybody, you know, you got to get out now. And when we left, I Cut took a picture of the front of the house and just said, yeah. "That's it. You know, we're never, you know, we'll never be in this house again. You know, and this is um, we've been in this house." like for at least 20 years wow and this rincon valley is my home it's yeah. not where i live presently it is my home yeah. i ra- raised my daughter here i've lived here i went to school here i this is i this is my home right. and i thought that i thought that was it and you know through the through the grace of god i have no other way to put it through the grace of the lord the we were so far, so good. We were spared. And you stayed at your, your sister-in-law's house? We went to my sister-in-law's house across town. I'm not sure when this episode we're recording right now is going to drop. I It probably dropped today, the day of for recording. I plan on doing a full like, episode. I wanna, I'm going to do a, a Toys R Us report episode where I'm going to chronicle like in detail our story of escape. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because it, it was it's a story of escape. We we escaped with our lives, and I'm gonna you know go into full details there. I don't want I don't want to double up on the tales, but um, what was the question? I'm so sorry. I'm no, so you're tired. tired. Like, you haven't slept in since what, mo- like three days. Monday ne- It's not very like since Monday. This all jumped off last Monday. Uh, Sunday night, the the winds picked up and. Right. Like, you know, we get wind just like everybody, but there was this freakish windstorm. The winds were 40, 50 miles an hour. In my entire life in Santa Rosa, I have never seen anything like that. Not ever. The walls were shaking. The windows were rattling. I've never seen anything like that. And I I woke up that night just because the windows were rattling. I'm a, I'm a really light sleeper. And mm-hmm. I, the windows were rattling, and I was just... I just I wanted to look out to see if the uh, you know just if like the wind was blowing stuff around in our yard and I saw the mountain was on fire <laughs> and like I stayed up like we, at the time you don't know what's going on like right. I'm thinking to myself well you know the daughter has school tomorrow and the wife has to get up for work tomorrow so you figure it's all, all taken care of somebody's. Somebody's on that. You don't have yeah, to worry about you know, that. You think Somebody's this, got this it. This is the modern world. Right. Like, this is the modern world. Somebody's going to take care of it. But so I stayed up myself and just kind of looked out the window just to keep an eye. But um, the, by the next morning, the just everything was on fire. And we went to my sister. Oh, that's how this started. My sister-in-law's house. We went to my sister-in-law's. She was, you know, she was kind enough to take us in. And it's, you know what, how it's like when you're staying at somebody else's place. Well, she, it's, it's, you know, you definitely appreciate the kindness, but you're sleeping on floors. So well, yeah. like we had, you know, you're sleeping on the floor and you're not really sleeping well. And at the same time, when we left, I thought that was a wrap. I thought that was it. Yeah, so you're constantly worried about, you know, when am I going to go back to it or if I am going to go back to or. Yeah. So we didn't sleep very much that night. But then we started getting reports that this, okay, when this all jumped off, you have to think this is, you know, this is like the modern world, right? Everybody, everything is reliant on the internet and everything is reliant on that kind of stuff. Yeah, social media and everything else. The internet, like to that part of town, was gone. The... You know, the, the towers are burnt. The right. phone serve the phones, like the cell phones were out. Everything was out. This is another thing that I want to advise people of. I have always been very vigilant on the fact that I want a landline. I want a traditional wired phone in the house just in case. Yeah. And one of the things that happened here in Santa Rosa was this might all be hearsay and I don't want to spread rumors I don't want to I'm not laying blame in any way but the system wasn't in place with cell phones to warn people in specific areas there wasn't a way to say Rincon Valley run there wasn't a way to say Bennett Valley run the only way was through the landline they can hit a landline in an area and make them all ring. Right. And we did get, we did get the ring, you know, thank, you know, thank whoever we got the ring on our phone and we were, this happened before the police were beating down our door. Mm-hmm. So you know, we good. did, 
we did have some degree of that. And I just want to say to everybody out there, if you have a landline phone in your house, it's worth whatever it takes to keep it just for the safety of your family. Yeah, That is the way that is the easiest way for the fire people, for the police people to reach a particular neighborhood. They can just, you know, hit flick a switch and say, hit Rincon Valley. But with a cell phone, all they can do is say, hit the entire town. And the police opted not to do that because only certain areas were being evacuated and they didn't want to, they didn't want everybody in town to panic and run because there Start are areas of clogging town. the roads and clogging everything else and you can't get out. There are areas of town that are completely unaffected, right. which, you know, you know, God bless them. I'm happy for them. I'm happy that there are places for people to go to, mm-hmm. you know, for the people who are fleeing to flee to. But they didn't, you know, they didn't want to flick the switch and go all of Santa Rosa. So I guess my point, this long rambling point is keep your landline. Yeah, of course. Keep, just keep it. It's worth, I think we pay 20 bucks a month. And if it could have saved our lives, this could have been the thing that saved our lives. There was this, by the time this is over, the, I, I legitimately believe the death toll is going to be in the hundreds because people weren't able to evacuate in time. There's an area of town called Coffee Park. It's over on the other side of town. Mm-hmm. And they were completely obliterated. The, the, it was. It looks like a nuclear bomb was dropped. It's completely obliterated, and it happened almost immediately. Like, it just happened. It just happened, and they were gone. Wow. And if it's... I'm sure... I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just... Um, it's, well, you're you're probably still in shock. It's probably a bit of you that's in in a little bit of a shock situation. Plus, you haven't slept, but you're you're trying to make the point of the importance of of taking care of yourself and being prepared, and also definitely being um, alert to the alerts, making sure that you're paying attention to what's going on because uh, you're going through a lot with uh, your 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 area your your whole sense of being and where you are is, is, uh, half gone because of the fire that just swept right through and took most of it away. You were talking about that earlier with me about how, um, like the shopping mall area where you used to go shopping, it's like gone now. And I've on the, on the Toys R Us report, I frequently talk about this Kmart on the other side of town. We have this, old school Kmart. It hasn't been renovated since the eighties. And I like to go there for just, you know, a wave of nostalgia, right? You know, and yeah, just for the retroness. I like to shop there. It's like a, that, that's where I get my Archie's. I'm a big fan of Archie and Mm -hmm. that's the store in town that carries the Archie digest. So we, we go there to get my Archie's and we just go there for just, you know, like a, a feeling of the old Santa Rosa and it's gone. It's, burnt to the ground the shopping center is burnt to the ground the there is a hotel over there a big event hotel and it's gone it's just, it's gone there's something called the the Sheraton Round Barn it's like this giant red barn that's it's a landmark it's one of the oldest structures in Santa Rosa and oh. it's it's gone that yeah. that whole side of town is gone and realistically it that's to get there from here, 
you have to take like on the road a very uh what's the word circuitous you know a very difficult route to get there it's just a lot of turning and twisting it takes it takes a good 20 25 minutes to get there but if you're a blazing fire going over the hills yeah exactly you have a direct route to our house like there's like if you were just going straight direct it's not that far Mm -hmm. and that whole area is it's gone there was a an old folks um like a retirement trailer park over there called journey's end and it's gone i was reading in the paper this morning they've they've already found 17 people who've passed away there there's god and that's they're not at the point where they're they're looking for victims these are just victims people have stumbled upon while you know being over there trying to do whatever they're doing right so once they you know once this is over and they start going through there this you know i i wouldn't be surprised if there's hundreds of people dead there yeah they they were older folks and there was nobody there to get get them out the, the i'm reading these reports and there's you know 90 year old people passed away 95 year old people like there's just there was nobody to there was nobody there to get them out they didn't get out in time and i think as you know as time scrolls by we're going to be hearing just more and more and more of this most <clears throat> definitely and it's so sad all you can do is pray for the souls and 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 hope it went very fast yeah that's all you can I, do do you right now where you are are you you consider yourself safe even though the possibility you think it would start back up again or no that's a difficult question to answer um i think i think of it this way i don't want to die i don't want to die i don't want my family to die i don't want any of us to die and if i felt as if there was imminent danger of us dying i wouldn't be here yeah does that make sense like i wouldn't allow myself to be here if i felt there was an imminent chance of death but you just don't know what about Um, the um the local authorities and whatnot are they saying uh, sorry for saying whatnot but um do they do they recommend staying or i'm sorry not recommend but have they mentioned you know still not safe to be home right now or did they say come on back it's hard to get current information like up to the second information right if i'm understanding it correctly at one we were on a mandatory evacuation and the deal was the police were spread so thin that they're not stopping people from going into the, like, if you want to be there, they can't stop you from being there. They're saying don't be there. But if I'm reading the maps correctly, I believe it's been adjusted to a voluntary evacuation area. And I look at it this way. They, are going to be overcautious. They don't want anybody to die. They don't want anybody hurt or anything. It's, you know, it's a legitimate risk of death and they don't want anybody to die. So they are going to err on the side of caution, which I am 100% for. So I believe when they raise it to voluntary, if you kind of look at it in government speak, 
I would take that to mean it's more than likely okay, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Because they, you know, they're going to err on the side of extreme caution, which I completely understand. So if they're saying, eh, you can go back if you want, that probably means that this, you know, probably means, hey, if you see flames, leave. Right. You know, if you see fire, leave. But if you want to go back and, you know, examine your house or check your house, then, you know, that's that's fine. We do have power. I mean, obviously we have power. I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, yeah. We have, ca- we have cable. Good. And we have internet. So... So you'll be it. You'll be better notified than some when, of the other people, which you know that helps. When uh, we went to my sister-in-law's house, you know, God bless her for taking us in. But she, uh, she works like she works two jobs, so she doesn't spend a lot of time in her house. So she doesn't have cable, and she doesn't have internet because you know why bother? She's never there. Like yeah. she's literally never there. So why why bother? So when we were there. We were dependent on our phones, and the Verizon towers are gone. So yeah, I was we had, ask about that if the cell towers had burned down. Or... You know, we had very spotty service, so the whole time we're there, we have no idea what's going on. Mm. It's no idea. There were reports on our local radio station, KSRO, and mm. that was keeping us somewhat informed, but... Up to the date, it's it's hard. Hello. So when I ask this, yep. Um, mm-hmm. You and I were talking about, of course, grabbing everything you can. You mentioned um, talking about. Uh, I told you, I said, if something like that happened to me, like uh, in Virginia, we did have a massive earthquake for Virginia. I mean, it wasn't massive, but massive enough that the house was shaking and the house had to be torn down afterwards. Um, the house that you were living in at the time? Yeah, because it was just, it was useless. There was no point in trying to fix it. The foundation was was cracked. It was um, a lot shifted in the house. There was cracks showing up all over the place after this happened. But uh-huh. But the first thing I grabbed, of course, was my hard drives. And I wanted to ask you, did you... Do the same thing because of all the work that you put into your podcasting? Okay, let me tell you. When the fire hit, we – our main like, – like I said, the firemen – the policemen came door to door and right. told us to get out. But we had an indication that we were going to have to get out. Behind our house is a middle school. And on the other side of a middle, the middle school is a swim club called Oak Park. And Oak Park burst into flames. Just right. It's an old wooden structure, and it burst into flames. There's no other way to put it. Like, it was just – it exploded. And once that building exploded, we realized that we have to get out. This is the time that we're going to have to get out. So we started grabbing stuff. And the first thing I grabbed was the hard drive with all the Toys R Us report segment breaks and files and stuff. And then – I'm a uh, I'm a comic collector. I, I like toys, but more than toys, I collect comics. And I have uh, like a wall of all my good comics, like uh, hanging up there. Did you grab I was, those? I was on a ladder, and I grabbed as many as I could because uh, you don't want to you don't want to think that you're putting yourself at risk for collectibles. But at the same time, 
You're if, putting yourself at risk for at risk for collectibles. <laughs> like, you know, I got the first appearance of Batgirl, and I got the first appearance of Poison Ivy. I have the, I grabbed the first appearance of the Disco Dazzler. My first appearance of Power Man and Iron Fist and the Falcon, and I'm just like, unfortunately, like we have like high ceilings, like vaulted ceilings, so I couldn't get. I'd have to get a ladder to get to the top. So. I just the, put you hanging from rafters. <laughs> God, the, the top comics. three rows are all still there, but I yeah. got all the bottom rows and just we booked it and yeah. and we got the chance like we decided to risk it after the first night. We're like, well, we're gonna you know we're gonna risk it and go back just to see what there was. Yeah. And we came back to the house and you know you know, the good Lord willing, the house was still standing, but yeah, there was how also... How that feel seeing... I mean, that must have um, been the most incredible Christmassy happiness when, in the world to come around and see your house was still there. When we were driving from my sister-in-law's house, she lives in a neighborhood called Roseland that under best conditions is 20 minutes across town. Right. And like, I'm, I, I'm, I can't point out enough. We live on the outskirts of town. We are practically in the woods and she lives more toward the uh you know the urban side of town and it took us a good 20 25 minutes to get here and the whole time i feel like i'm like i'm on the verge of tears and i don't think that that is out of line you know considering of course what's, not. what's happening but i'm I'll, i will admit to you i'll admit to everybody out there that this whole time I feel on the verge of tears. I'm just reading all these stories about people and I'm being as strong as I can. I'm, you know, I'm the leader of the family. I have to be as strong as I can. And I'm, you could still like, be hold- strong and show emotion for others. That's absolutely fine. I'll go cry in the bathroom by myself. All right. I do you know, it all like the I, time. Like I do all the time. Me you too. beat me to that one. Yeah. Uh, but we, when we were coming back, there's, you know, there's debris in the road and, you know, the wife is driving. We got a, you know, we have a truck, we got a Dodge Ram and we are careening, mm. you know, through town avoiding. There's like, there's burnt out cars. There are just, you know, there's obstacles. And we're just thinking there's no way the house can be there. It's just, it can't be there because. It's so surreal. I can't imagine what that's got to be like. And then when we came around onto our block, like we get, you know, to the corner and I see, you know, I see my friend Fred's house and then I see like my friend Al's house and then I see, you know, Bob the DA's house. And I'm thinking, I can't believe that they're here. And then we finally like at that point, you, you know, in your heart, you realize your house is there, but not until you see it. you lay eyes on it. And when we right. came in, I just. It, I couldn't, be, it's, you know, through the grace of God, our house was still here and right. I just could not, I couldn't believe it, but I also knew we weren't out of it yet. If you face, you know, if you face the rear of our house and look off to the left, there is a road that leads to a city called Calistoga and the city of Calistoga has been entirely evacuated. The whole city it's a small city. I think the population is like 5,000, but the whole city is evacuated. And in between us and them, there are hills that are just all dry brush. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just dry 
brush. If I went there and I flicked a cigarette on the ground, it's a fireball. Right. And I knew this. So I knew that we weren't out of it yet. I knew that if the wind picked up, it could if, all happen again. It could all be gone. And me and the wife, this, you, you, like, you got to think what is going to happen. You have to figure out what is your risk. And I figured if a fire comes, like if the actual flames come, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing you can do. But if the flames don't reach you and only the embers do, right. that the best thing you want to do is wet down everything. You just want to wet down everything. So her and I are in this, like this, it's black smoke. It's black. Like mm. we have bandanas on our face. Like that's, if there was a symbol of this disaster, it would be somebody with a bandana on their face, like a bandit. Like I, I have one yeah, around my neck. I would imagine. Right? Like it's around my neck right now. I have a black bandana with, um, I put Vicks inside of it because the, just to fight the smell. And oh, that's a good idea. It is. It, it came to me that, like, you know how you see, like, a uh, like a detective show when they go into, like, a, you know, the a crime scene. Sometimes they'll right. have, like, Vicks on their nose. So I thought maybe, you know, I'll put some in my mask. But we're out there with our masks on, just soaking. Like, I, I we turn the ground to mud. We have a lot. My wife's a gardener. She likes to garden. And we're at the end of the season. So, you know, you stop watering and the plants you know they go dry and they die yeah so we have yeah. these wooden boxes full of dried plants and we're doing like we're just we're pulling them out of the ground you know we're just like with our hand the bare hands just pulling you know the, the tomato plants out of the ground and we're soaking the bushes the best as we can because california has been in a drought for uh like a couple of years now and they've Lifted the drought restrictions, but you still have drought-ish habits, if that makes sense. It seems like very wasteful to water your bushes. This just you're, you're, You've been taught over the drought. Right. Don't, they want everybody to remove their lawns, and they, they don't want you. So we don't water the bushes, so they're, they're dry. They're dry, and they... It's almost like water. Once you look at them now, you, you go, that... If anything catches, it's going to be that. Right. So, like, we're, you know, we're pulling as much as we can off and we're watering them down. We, um, we spent like an hour just saturating our house in water, like the fence. Like, we have a wooden fence and we saturated it. We saturated the bushes and we spent the time that we were here doing that just in hopes that if an ember lands, that it'll land in mud. Like we turned it to mud to the best of our abilities. We, um, another droughtish thing you do, and this is going to sound disgusting to people who aren't here, but it was a full on drought. You, um, you save the water when you take a bath or a shower, you know, you save it for your plants. You know, you, um, that's not disgusting, but I understand it's, it's dirty water. Like you would, yeah, definitely. But what we do is like when you take a shower and I don't know if everybody does this around here, but it's what we do. You, you know, we have like buckets in the shower and they gather the, you know, the water. If you're really feeling up to it, you can stand in the bucket and then the water will, you know, rush down into it to fill the, this is what we water the plants with. This is what you do. It's drought. So we had, you know, all the shower buckets. And when we left, um, my daughter had taken a bath the day before and this is going to sound gross, but you save the bath water and you, 
use a hose to siphon it out into the yard. Yeah. We have, you know, a water barrel and you siphon the bath water out into the yard. So we had the, you know, the full bathtub and all the shower buckets. And we're just, you know, bucketing them through the house and just throwing it in uh, just trying but to you're turn. glad you have it i mean yeah definitely. i'm glad we have it now i like i uh, just as an emergency precaution we just you know we filled the tub to the top just to uh just to have a water supply nearby because you just uh, you I, don't you don't know you well know? i was up at i think it was like three o'clock this morning because um that's about the time i always wake up and run out to the kitchen to get some milk and go you back to milk? bed Huh? Drink milk? Yeah, a lot Drink of milk? A lot of so it. Gross. Yeah. So gross. Sorry. Milk is... Milk so, is... Ugh. So I go back to bed and um, went on Facebook before passing out and saw that you had posted something uh, that made me want to ask you some questions. One, it was a big spray-painted sign that says, you loot, we shoot. And uh, I wanted to ask you if you've been having a lot of problems with that sin on top of the... Uh, the anguish of firing it has, has there been uh, idiots running around trying to steal from other people on top of all that? That is an interesting question. You saw the, we loot, we, you loot, we shoot sign. That is and pretty, bravo. Bravo that's for pretty that near my house. Yeah. Uh, yesterday it, it, the air got decent enough that I was able to take the dog out for a walk. The dog has been stir crazy. Oh, like the rest of us. Because so, we have a dog door and we have to keep the dog door shut because of the smoke because it's a hole. It's a hole in the house. Yeah. And they're going stir crazy because we're just taking them a little outside. So I finally got the chance to take her for a walk. And I saw that sign up around the corner. I uh, Earlier I had mentioned how Oak Park, the swim club, had burnt. The neighboring houses behind it were also just – destroyed there were many people who lost their homes behind oak park because that's a highly 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 wooded area and there were evacuations people were told to leave and they they left that sign behind or they are still there because a lot of people who were told to evacuate did not evacuate people on my street did not leave some people didn't leave at all and they're you know they put that sign up as a as a reminder that you know you'll get blasted but there are every day the sheriff is doing a press conference they do three daily press conferences one in the morning afternoon and night and okay i try to catch at least one of these they're on facebook i try to catch at least one of these every day just to see if evacs have been lifted or if people just what i just want to know and right of course you want to be informed of what's going on the night before they caught a gang of looters over on the Jeez. coffee park part of town, this part of town was destroyed, just destroyed. And they caught a gang of looters over there. And then Ass this hatch. morning, yeah, this morning I heard they caught a gang of looters on the other side of town. And l the night before last, there were reports, and these are, you're getting a lot of completely untrue reports a lot of things that are just not in any way true and right. so you i there were these reports going around that there were policemen going door to door through a rinkin valley neighborhood telling people to leave but when they would leave you know the looters would come in and as sad as it is 
this turned out to be a verified report. The, you know, the sad. sheriff, the sheriff has warned everybody. If you were told to evacuate, you will be told to evacuate by a policeman in a complete police uniform. He said there are no plain clothes policemen out there evacuating people. You will see the car and the badge and just you know the you know the full uniform, full and garb, yeah, the full garb, and what the what the potential looters are doing is they are going around with like windbreakers that say police you know like a costume windbreaker yeah i got you especially this and, time of year i would think they'd be easy to find. yeah you get, you get them down at you know halloween depot or whatever right. that place is called uh and they're they were telling people to leave i saw a video you know how some people have the electronic doorbells with a camera that you can see on your phone, you know, who's at your door. Yeah. Those are great by the way, but yeah, I want to get one. Somebody posted a video of some incredibly sketchy looking person in a police garb, you know, police blazer, Mm -hmm. you know, knocking at their door going, you have to leave, you have to leave. But you know, the guy has, you know, it's like a white guy with dreadlocks, you know, white guy with dreadlocks and a police blazer and like a Tupac shirt you know, telling people to leave. This is, you know, this is actually what I saw. I'm not exaggerating. I understand. They're out there. I can't imagine the mindset of somebody who would prey on somebody that way. I can't. Because for the most part, everybody is being incredibly brave. Everybody is being brave. Everyone is being strong. The, you know, Every time you see somebody, you know, you, you, you know, you go, you know, be safe, be strong. I swear to you, like people are banding together. That's all what I love. It, it's sad that this happens this way. Um, oh, this is I wish another would, thing. I no. wish it would happen like when nothing happens, like everybody would just, uh, that's a whole other agenda. Go ahead. I'm sorry. This is another thing I want to advise people of. Yes. Know your neighbors. Get to know your neighbors. Good because idea. they are the people who are closest to where you are. Obviously, they're your neighbors. Get to know them because when this all happened, we were all able to band together and share tools and help each other and just share information. Like, for example, the, you know, the neighbor two houses over helped the lady next to us, you know, chop down her bushes. And he was Going from roof to roof, you know, blowing out everybody's gutters because that's a that's a major fire risk. The oh, gutters. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's. So he was going door to door, helping people with their gutters, and I personally helped, you know, two people, like two different families, load their cars for evacuations. It's like these are the people who are closest to you, and these are the people who are most likely to aid you when you need Save aid. Your life. So if you don't know your neighbors, get to know them. Yeah, get to Make know them. them your now. family. Make your neighbors your friends and family because you, you want the police to come help you. But in a situation like this, they are spread so thin that they can tell you to get out, but they can't help you get out. The people who are going to help you are the people who are in your neighborhood. Yeah. And outside of these looters, everybody has been just incredibly helpful. We – we needed a a face mask. My daughter has asthma. Like I'm I'm all right for the most part. The wife is all right for the most part. It sucks, but we're fine. And she, but she has asthma, so we're down at at the hardware shop, and they had sold out of masks. And we were 
just asking the dude who works there if he knew of anywhere else that was open that might have a mask. And while, you know, we're telling him that, you know, the kid has asthma and that, you know, it's like an emergency that we find one because she's she was in a really bad place. A lady who was just shopping in the store, she said, I, I bought the last three. I just, you know, I want you to have this one. And she gave it to us oh, just out of the kindness of her heart. You know, she heard our story and she gave it to us out of the kindness of her heart. And that helped. We've since gotten masks. My, the wife is a medical professional and she's been called back into work. The, the hospitals are just, Boat. they're overrun. I would and imagine. She got called back into work and fortunately they provided them with like higher quality masks. So since then, We've been able to, um, you know, do that and as a way to try to repay that lady's kindness. You know, my wife was able to get her hand on a box and we've just, you know, we've been passing them out to anybody. God bless you guys. That's nice. Definitely nice. Yeah. Everybody's come together except for these, these looters. There are, there are people, I can't imagine the mindset of somebody who's just so depraved that they want to prey on people. Who've lost everything. I just, I don't. The problem is, is unfortunately they think they deserve it because of the fact that uh, Santa didn't bring them what they wanted that one year. You know, it's just something, some, something buried deep and, and by God, they're owed everything that you have. And it's disgusting. It's just disgusting. You, you saw the, you loot, we shoot. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, it made me, uh, my first thought was, "You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're absolutely right." After I am not you've going, been through, yeah. and then you go and do that to them after what they've just been through. That's just. I am not going to say that I support vigilantism and murder. No, but if you put yourself in the position to where you are facing down somebody's weapon because you're trying to rob, well. You put yourself in that position. Yeah. You did it to yourself. Nobody nobody put you inside somebody's house as a robber. You did it to yourself. So if consider that. If someone comes along and takes uh, Brian's last comic of which one was the most important? Oh, out of all of them, I have the first appearance of Batgirl. Batgirl is my personal favorite character. So and if he took Batgirl from you, would you take a uh, rubber band and a rock and smack him in the middle of the head. I would go to that degree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't murder somebody for it, but I would be willing to tackle them and stop them. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not um, screaming. Don't rip it. Yeah. Don't take it out of the bag. Don't take it out of the bag. I was talking to uh, Doug, our friend Doug McCoy, the same day that... Uh, Did you uh, actually speak to Doug? Yeah, um, I was on the phone with him the same day that you were um, voxing me your situation, which I had no clue about. Um, when I first saw your Facebook post saying uh, that you were safe, I figured you were okay, and then things changed, of course, overnight, yeah. Because the next day you sent me a, a Voxer and I received it while I was on the phone with Doug. And Doug told me that he had spoken with you. Um, Doug said that he could smell the smoke from across the bay where he is. I think he's on the opposite side, probably about an hour away from you. Uh, probably a smudge more than an hour. It's pretty far. Not yeah. pretty far, but it's not close. You know, like, but you, it's a trip. You had uh, spoke with him that morning. 
and um, I thought it was very cool what uh, he did for you. Yeah, Doug McCoy, the great Doug McCoy of Crazy Creepy Cool Movies, got a hold of me via Voxer, and he told me that he wanted to come down and to help us fight the flames. He offered to get in his car, bring a shovel, and be there, and you know, shoulder to shoulder, fight the flames. And I, I really appreciate that because Very I've sweet. never met Doug in person. We've spoken a few times and, you know, I consider him, you know, like a podcasting pal, like an internet pal. Yeah, but he's one of the gang, man. He's definitely one of the gang. In reality, he was willing to put his his safety on the line to come down and help me out. And I, I will never forget that. He is forever in my good graces in that regard. Just uh, then he called again the next day. To offer himself again, if anything had, if anything had turned, he is, he's a good man. He's a good man. Yeah, I he is. Say. He definitely yeah. is. Mm-hmm. He, he knows how to help in times of need, no matter what. Yeah. He's a good man. He has my respect completely. I definitely want to put you in the same bracket of good man because of the fact that uh, you definitely stayed to help. Um, I did my best. You yeah, did I, quite a bit and I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, I, I've always appreciated about you. I was... I was really worried about you. You know I love you like a brother, not just because you're good looking, but because I've never seen what you look like. I don't nobody has. I keep it that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm hideously deformed well, and I don't want looking the like world. the elephant man with a voice like that, I say broadcast. Good for me, huh? Yeah. I was actually on the radio 3 times over the past uh past week. Really? The, yeah, the local station was just taking any kind of first-hand reports and we were hearing reports that the middle school was burnt down and that the high school around the corner was burnt down wow and this was what we heard when we were at my sister-in-law's so this was you know this was weighing heavily on us because this is like right next to our house so when we got back and saw that it was in fact still standing there i called in just to say these are false rumors. The middle school is still here. And they put me, you know, just they punch you right directly in. That's, because an, they were yeah, on, that's like, important news. They were on, you know, 24-7 news reporting. And they just punched me right on. And I told them, you know, middle school is here. Carrillo, Maria Carrillo High School is still here. I can, I've seen them with my own eyes. This is a firsthand report. And then I called in again to say that the hardware store down the street was open and because there was a report that it was closed. Like they were, people were trying to find out where they can go because you'll need sprinklers and you need axes and you need all these yeah, things. Shovels and everything else. Shovels yeah, and just all, all these accoutrements. And their report was that the true value was closed. And I said, no, you know, we were just down there getting masks. The true value is open. And then I had to call in again to say that the hospital that my wife works at, they, she works at a small like a satellite hospital, not the main hospital. The main hospital was evacuated. The main Kaiser here was completely evacuated. And she works at a small satellite Kaiser and they were open for, you know, whatever they can do, whatever they can do for people. They were, they were there. So they, they wanted me to call in again to say that, um, that they're there. That's good. That is good. How did it feel being on the the radio? It was weird. It, It made me wonder if anybody, in Santa Rosa, heard it and said, "Hey, that's that icy robots guy." Did you get because to promote yourself while you were? On I didn't. I just got it. Oh. But uh, 
seemed like that'd be a little, little shameless, but, uh, I know we have, I'm not going to say a large audience in Santa Rosa because we definitely don't, but I know that there are like a good amount of like, you know, my Santa Rosa peeps and Gino Vega Santa Rosa peeps who listen and, yeah. you know, people like like the local the local talk that we do sometimes. And I wonder if anybody heard and said, hey, that's that IC Robots guy. Glad <laughs> to see that he's, you know, he's still out there hanging and clanging. Glad to see he didn't. Uh... Isn't that the guy who records with Kevin on Pretentious? Yeah, that's glad a... to see that he didn't get turned to ash. Yeah, and I am too. Me, am, me more so than cool. anyone else. I bet. That. Brian, thank you so much for telling me your story today. Because, uh, yeah, definitely, I wanted to hear everything that you went through, and I'm, I wanted to get a firsthand account out there because there's a lot of a lot of news. People are seeing various things, and I just I wanted people to know that you know we're Santa Rosa is still here, and that we're still you know we're still in the fight. <laughs> we're still. Yeah. Uh, like that Elton John song, we're still standing, you know, always, for the most part. Always. Mm. Bless you again. Thank you so much for this. You're welcome. You guys, I love take you, this buddy. as a lesson to yourself and just be prepared. Be woke. Know your neighbors. Keep a landline. Be ready to leave at a moment's notice because you just never know what's going to happen. Keep your family safe. Keep everybody around you safe and just do what you can to be a good person. Don't be a looter. Don't be a deficit. Be a positive. Do what you can. Do what you can to help your people is what I'm saying. Do not hang your comics too high. Don't hang your good comics the highest. I I learned that myself. Keep them within an arm's reach because when it goes down, you got to be ready and you want to keep you want to keep your collection intact. Amen. Amen. So join us next time when Brian says Hopefully it'll be a little more fun than this. You know, hopefully next time we'll have some yucks. Hopefully next time we'll have some jokes. Hopefully next time I will still be here to make <laughs> those yucks. Yeah. If not, I'll have you here. Why not? If not, just, uh, just I don't know, call Gino Vega and have him imitate me. Oh, best I'll, I'll do it myself, don't I? You could do it. Yeah, just do it. That terrible imitation that you like to do. 